What's up, Coastal? We're so glad to be joining you in your home all over Broward and Palm Beach counties this weekend. And I am joined by my wife this weekend, Hi, Shayla guys. McCormick. We are so excited to be sharing with you and giving you some hope as this week has been a kind of a crazy week yeah. as we have really shelter now in place for the next 30 days. It, life has been changing constantly and over and over and over again. But I believe that God this weekend really wants to speak to us, yeah. encourage us, build into us and give us some hope that maybe we're lacking right here in this season. Yeah, I, I want to tell a story real quick. It's probably like the worst time for the story, and I'm just going to throw you under the bus a little bit I appreciate bit here, that. But, Thank you, you for know, that. Nothing like starting with a bang. So <laughs> TJ and I, every little while, we do like marriage checkups where we, you know, are talking about what's going good, what's challenging, what do we need to kind of change. And so we had a very serious conversation kind of before all of this stuff went down. And I was telling TJ, you know what, I would really love it if you could actually plan and put effort into like taking me on a date. And TJ, in all honesty, he leaned in and he was like, you know what, Shayla? He's like, I will try to do that for you. Now, if you guys know me at all, you know that there is one word in the human vocabulary that if you use it, it like rubs me the wrong way. And that word is try. And so when TJ said, Shayla, I'll try to do that, like everything within me rose up because I can't rely on try. Like if you say try, I don't really believe you because people all the time just kind of throw around the word try. They'll be like, oh, I'll try to make it. What does that mean? And that's code for I'm not gonna be there. So like when people say try, it just rubs me the wrong way. And the, word, the thing that I can, say. Can, can I say something real quick? Though? Yeah. So when I tried, I mean, I brought coronavirus to America. <laughs> oh I've, I've, yeah. You know, I've just sh I've shut down the now. ability like to go out on a date night. <laughs> and so it's date night every night right now. And I'm winning. That's Good try. Yeah, that was that was good try. <laughs> I always say, though, when somebody uses the word try, I'm like, trying is lying. And I think in this season, there's another word that has kind of been sticking out. I'm sorry, you guys are just getting all my pet peeves right now, but there's this word that people are throwing around right now called hope. Yeah. And we throw around hope so flippantly. We're like, oh, I hope you have a good day. I hope I win the lottery. I hope I get that job. I hope I don't lose my job. I, I hope that it doesn't rain. I hope that I don't get fat. You know, like it goes round and round, but hope is so much more than a word that we throw around yeah. so flippantly. You know, hope is not this blind optimism or this wishful thinking or some dream or some pie in the sky. It's actually a powerful truth that can actually change so much about you. Yes, it can. And I actually think that a good definition for hope is this, the word hope is a confident expectation based on something solid. And so what that means is while everything is moving around you, while storms are coming in, while yeah. there are more press releases and all kinds of government officials getting before us and there's lack of bread or uh, toilet paper or whatever it may be in stores that we still have this hope. Yeah. And this hope is an immovable force yep. based on something solid yeah. in our life. It's, it's kind of like this. I'm a huge 
college football fan. I am praying that college football <laughs> will be able to happen this fall, but I'm a huge Notre Dame fan. And so I have this, this confident expectation yeah. that Notre Dame is going to be national champions next year. I believe that with all of my heart, based on something solid. I, I got to see them play last yeah. year. I got to see the players that are coming back. And, and I know that we have got a chance to be amazing. And, and this is what I know is we've got to hold firm to this confident expectation yep. based on something solid. And what we have that we're basing on isn't something that we can necessarily see, but it's something that we know. That's in right. fact, the Bible in Hebrews chapter 6, verses 18 and 19 says this. So God has given both his promise and his oath. Mm -hmm. It says, these two things are unchangeable because it's impossible for God to lie. Yep. It says, therefore, we who have fled to him for refuge can have great confidence. Yep. Great confidence as we hold to the hope that lies before us. Mm -hmm. And this hope, this hope that we're talking about is a strong and trustworthy yep. anchor for our souls that's right and in this season and in this time and in this day and age what we need now more than ever mm -hmm. is an anchor for our soul that's right because in life we're going to experience a roller coaster of emotions and all of us have experienced those emotions we're going to experience changing economies mm -hmm. we're going to experience some friction and tension in our yeah. relationships. We're going to have job instability. Mm -hmm. We're going to experience worldwide pandemics. Hello. Yep. And in the middle of that, the, the Bible tells us that there is a stabilizing force for our life that no matter how big the storms are no matter how great the waves become that there is a stabilizing force that maybe we're being tossed and the world's being tossed but there is something that is solid that is going to hold us in place and it is an anchor for our soul you know i think we have to have this this stabilizing hope in our life yeah and i think the greatest thing that we can place our hope in is in God, is in Jesus Christ. Yeah. And it's this God that loves us, that strengthens us, that encourages us, that gives us peace in the midst of uncertainty, a God that never fails us, a God that is always present, a God that is always working, even when we don't see it. We have this hope. We have this space, this stabilizing force that is in our life. But how do we, and this is the question I have for you guys and what we wanna talk through today, how do we put our hope in God yeah. in the middle of the chaos of life? And I think the first thing that we have to do, and this verse kind of lays it out for us, but the first thing that we have to do is number one, is hope begins with trust. You know, the first part of that Hebrews verse said this in Hebrews 6, 18a. It said, so God has given us both his promise and his oath. These two things are unchangeable because it is impossible for God to lie. He yeah. has given us his promise and his oath. He's given us a promise of a eternity. He's given us a promise that he will be with us no matter what happens. He has backed it up with an oath. There is something stabilizing and immovable in what God has already given us, a space that we can trust in and rely on. And the problem is, is so many people 
The problem that so many people have with hope is that they think in order to have hope, like you're not being real or you're not being pragmatic or you're kind of in denial if you put your hope in these things that are unseen. And I think there's so much more to hope than that. And there's this hope that, that begins with this trust, this foundation, kind of like an anchor. Yeah. In fact, I, I have an anchor up here with me. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is my friend Danilo's anchor. And it is actually a 15-pound anchor. And what's interesting about this anchor is that this little 15-pound anchor will actually hold a couple thousand pound boat yep. in place. You look at that and go, how in the world does 15 pounds hold th- thousands of pounds? I mean, when you look at it, you go, that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't, it doesn't, like, it doesn't compute in our minds how that would work. And, but, and here's what I know is that in the spiritual realm, Because this is a physical thing that we go, that doesn't make sense, but there's physics that go along with it. There's some properties that go along with it that once you see it, you realize, oh my goodness, this little anchor, if I put my trust in it, will hold a boat in the middle of a storm Mm -hmm. or in the middle of a bay or in the middle of crashing waves, it will hold it in place. But do you know that there is an anchor for our soul that while we might not see it and it doesn't really make much sense, that there is something spiritually that will hold us in place? And and here's what I know is that we're made up of three-part beings, body, soul, and spirit. And our body and our soul, which is our physical being and our mind, will, and emotions, Mm -hmm. will constantly be telling us that doesn't work. But there is a spiritual principle that applies to our physical and our emotional world. And it's this anchor for our soul. And we have constantly got to be talking to our body and our soul based from our spirit because our body and our soul will lie to us. Like, my feelings lie to me. Anybody ever experience their feelings lying to you them? You can't I mean, trust your feelings. You can't trust <laughs> your feelings. And that's why we've got to let our spirit The spirit of God that is living inside of us as Christ followers begin to talk to the rest of us. That's why David in Psalms chapter 42, verse 11, he says, why are you downcast, oh my soul? He's talking about his emotions. Why why are your emotions all over the place? Mm -hmm. Why are you so disturbed within me? He's going like, look at my countenance. I'm I'm just down and out. And then he says, put your hope in God. In other words, man, we got to start to get our spirit going. And we got to begin to activate the spirit of God and put our trust in him because hope begins with trust. And that's why he says, I will pray, I will yet praise him, my savior, my God. Why? Because he's going, man, I'm going to start to elevate the spirit of God inside of me and go, I'm going to trust you, God, in this moment because you are the anchor for my soul. And some of you right now, you feel downcast. Yeah. Some of you right now, you are in a fearful spot. Some of you right now are worrying like crazy. Anxiety is elevating. You're going through some difficult moments. And all of those feelings mm-hmm. are feelings that you're having. But God says, man, if you put your trust in me, right. what I will start to deposit in you is hope. And here's what's interesting. This anchor, in order for it to work, what do you have to do? You have to drop it into an ocean where you lose sight of it. 
That's right. You know, I think in so much of, of this hope, number one, begins with trust, but number two is hope is established through relationship. Yeah. You know, that verse goes on to say in Hebrews 16, 18b, it says, therefore, we who have fled to him for refuge can have great confidence as we hold to the hope that lies before us. Therefore, we who have fled to him yeah. for refuge. Listen, hope, hope is established in relationship. And I think this, when you, whatever you run to, is something that you have relate, something that you're relying on, something that you're clinging to, something yeah. that you've established relationship with. And a lot of us are looking to temporary things that are fading. We're putting our hope in temporal things, like we seek refuge in our career. Yeah. We seek refuge in our finances, things that are not immovable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, you know? they're moving all the time, aren't but they? We, I are mean, putting, it's like... we are fleeing, we are running to those things because that's where we've had the most time, the most relationship, all of those different things. Yeah. And I would ask you today, who or what are you seeking refuge from right now? Where are you escaping to? Is it the alcohol? Is it the news? Is it that negative conversation that keeps playing over and over again? Is that where you're running to? Yeah. To find refuge in this season? Because hope, if we truly want to have hope, it's, hap it's established through relationship. What are we running to? Are we running to God? Or are we running to all of these other things to seek refuge? Because this says, we who have fled to him for refuge can have great confidence as we hold to the hope that lies before us. In Romans 15, 13, it says this, may God, the source of hope, fill you with joy and peace through your faith in him. Then you will overflow with hope. He is the source of your hope. And that source of hope, it pr provides you with peace. It provides you with joy and encouragement and all of those different things because it's based on this relationship. Yeah. How will you know you have hope? I think this is one of the ways that we know as Christ followers that our relationship, that our hope is established through this relationship in Jesus, and it's when we have this peace that overflows in our life. Yeah. It's when we have this strength, and I think that's one of the greatest commodities that we have as Christians through relationship that we can have peace in the middle of chaos. I love what Psalm 62.5 says. It says, find rest, O my soul, yep. in God alone. <laughs> my hope comes from him. That's right. And listen, if you're looking for hope today, maybe you've been running to a lot of things. Maybe today, the first step you need to take is a step towards God. Maybe it's yeah. the first time to establish a relationship. Maybe yeah. you've been making other things your ultimate in life. And maybe instead of running to that relationship or that food or that drug or that alcohol right. or that career or that job, maybe today is the day that you need to turn and you need to run to the only relationship that can give you joy and peace and satisfaction and fulfillment in your That's life. Right. And that begins with a relationship with God. And you got to put your hope in God. It says in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31, but those who hope in the Lord. Right. It's important. It's, it's not those who hope in their relationships. It's not those that hope in their careers. It's not those that hope in their marriage. As good as this is, it says those that hope in the Lord will, mm -hmm. which is a promise. That's right. What we do is we put our hope in the Lord 
And here's what God does. God says, I will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. Why? Because we're running to the right source. They will walk and not be faint. Why? Because there is something immovable that's happening in their life. It's an anchor for their soul. That's why Hebrews chapter 6 verse 19 says, this hope, this hope that we're talking about here is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. Which leads us to number three. And that's that hope is anchored with faith. In Hebrews 11.1, it says this, Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. And that means like when things are disorienting, when things are drifting, when there's storms of despair, when there's chaos all around us, when we're not able to control really anything, we need something solid that we can grab hold of in those times. And that's why the Bible calls it this anchor for our soul, this stabilizing force that allows us to navigate through those seasons of of storms. And listen, you're going to have to um, embrace the unseen. You're going to have to embrace these times because the thing about an anchor, TJ, I think, is that it goes under the water. It attaches to something that's unseen. So what happens, I mean, and you all know this, we're not teaching you anything new, is this anchor has got to be dropped. And as it goes away, there's a rope attached to it. Yeah. Our hope has got to be attached to something. And right now, a lot of us are putting our hope in doctors and thank goodness if you're a doctor a medical worker somebody that's in that field that's in the critical elements thank you so much for caring and for loving people but we can't put our hope in doctors we can't put our hope in people we can't put our hope in governments there's only one thing that's an immovable force that we can put our hope in that's right and that's our god and sometimes it's, it's hard to drop that anchor and go, hey, I'm going to leave that down. And I'm going to trust that it's going to stabilize me. Because what a lot of us do is we drop the anchor and then we pull it back up and we keep going, is it there? And then we drop it back down and we wonder why we're getting tossed back and forth in life because we keep, we keep dropping it, pulling it up, going, I wonder if this is working. I wonder, like, instead of going, you know what? I put it down. I know the principle that God says he'll never leave me. He'll never forsake me. He'll never abandon me. He'll cast all of my cares on him because he cares for me, that this burden that I have is not for me to carry, that I can give that to my Savior and he'll carry it for me. And in this season, more than ever, what we need to do is we need to trust in that immovable force who moved the world who created the world who created you and allow him to be this anchor for our soul and if if you're going to experience this hope you're going to have to embrace the unseen in life and and I'll I'll tell you church this never became more real for me than six months ago when 
we were in the process of losing our foster son, Alexander. And maybe you're new to Coastal or this is your first time watching or it's been a long time since you watched. We, this, about six months ago, actually a little bit longer than that, almost nine months ago now, we had this little boy that came into our life five, day, five days old from the hospital that we thought was going to end up being our forever child. In fact, his process had moved to adoption and is ultimately it's one of the greatest joys of my life being a dad. Like I experienced things that I've never experienced before that changed me and shaped me. I didn't know I could love that way. In fact, it really helped me understand God's love for every single one of us because I thought to myself, I could never love a child that isn't, you know, physically my own. But the moment that boy was placed into my arms, there was this unconditional love for this child that I can't even explain. I, I, I loved him in ways that I didn't even know were possible. Yeah. And I remember when we got the news from the court that they were going to reunite him with his biological father. He had been with us, I think, 18 months He'd at that point. He had been with us 18 months. And in that moment, it was two days after Easter yeah. of last year. And in that moment, I lost it. I remember I was at this point, I was crying so hard on a Friday that I, I texted the leaders of our church and I said I can't I don't know that I can do this because I thought emotionally I was so distraught and broken and just honestly lost yeah. and maybe some of you can relate to that right now maybe you're distraught maybe you're broken maybe you're lost I don't know exactly what you're going through, but I know what those feelings bring. Mm -hmm. And every emotion was pushing me this way and that way. And I remember getting to this point where they sent me to an intensive counseling with Shayla. And yeah. Probably one of the greatest decisions we made. Definitely the greatest yeah. decision. If you're not doing counseling, I encourage you to go do some counseling. <laughs> it will help you. And I remember my counselor asking me, do you think that Jesus loves your son more than you do? Do you think that Jesus has a bigger plan for your son than you do? And I was like, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure I'm there yet. Like, I like my plan. <laughs> I like my life. I like the current reality that what I have, I can't imagine a different reality and so many of us right now we're imagining a different reality than we ever thought homeschooling kids both parents at home just maybe a downturn in a job or a job lost right now we're like we never imagined life like this and I couldn't imagine life like that and I remember him going you're gonna have to put Alexander in Jesus's hands and I'm like I'm not doing that And I remember in the middle of the night, he had tried to lead me through this prayer where I would 
trust Jesus with this and I just wasn't ready to put it in his hands. And I remember that night and there's very few times in my life that I've ever had one of these moments. We're in the middle of a dream. I'm walking with my son, Alexander, and we're walking hand in hands. And he's walking around, he's pointing at things and he would say, Dad? And, and, and that basically meant, what's that? I'd figured out his language. And so he was just pointing at things. I'd be like, son, that's a bird, that's a tree. Do you see the dog? And, and in my dream, Jesus walks up to us. And he just reaches out his hand. And he says, will you trust me with your son? And I remember putting my son's hand in his hand. And then start walking off. And him never turning around. Because he was in the hands of the one who holds it all. That's right. And so many of us are holding on to things today. And I'm not saying this is easy. It still hurts. But I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that my God loves that child more than I can love him. That's right. That my God has a bigger plan than I can ever have for him. Yeah. And that my hope is not in my circumstances, my hope is in my That's God. That's right. That's right. Who holds it all together. In fact, in Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10, this isn't on anything. It says we are upheld in God's righteous right hand. And I don't know where you're at and what you're holding on to today. Maybe it's fear. Maybe it's anxiety. Maybe it's a hurt. Maybe it's a loss. Maybe it's, I don't know what it is. But if we'll put that into the hands of Jesus, what we'll begin to discover is that there is a hope. that is an anchor for our soul. And so today, I don't know what that is for you, church. I don't know what that looks like, but I'm gonna actually ask Shayla to lead you in a prayer here. And my hope for you is that you will take whatever that is that you're holding on to and you will trust in the ultimate source of hope. God and a relationship with him that will be an anchor for your soul. Yeah. Would you bow your heads and pray with us? You know, if you guys are out there, I actually want to lead you guys through 
the prayer and the exercise that our counselor actually led us through. And so I don't know what you're holding on to today. I don't know if it's fear. I don't know if it's a financial burden. I don't know if it's crisis. I don't know if it's despair. I don't know what it is that you're holding on so, so tightly to. But I would love for all of you guys to just close your eyes right now. And as you close your eyes, I want you to imagine Jesus walking up to you. And I want you to see him holding out his hand. And I want you to hear him saying, son, daughter, will you trust me with that? And I want you to picture yourself taking that thing that you've been holding on to and placing it into Jesus' hand. And him saying to you, I love you. I've got this. You can trust me. Jesus, right now, we thank you, God, that you are a God that is a hope that anchors our soul. That no matter where we've held back, or been fearful or burdened or in despair, God, that you have an answer to all of it. And as we put those things in your hands today, Father, that we would let go of that and that we would begin to attach ourselves to who you say you are. A God who never lies whose promise and his oath stand secure in our life. And God, today we choose to put our hope in you. And it's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. We just want to thank you guys. Did you have something you wanted to say? No. (laughs) We just want to thank you guys so much for joining us this weekend and We'll see you throughout the week on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube and all of those places with devotionals or kids' activities. And then we'll see you again back next weekend. It's actually Easter next weekend. Oh my gosh, can you guys believe it? And so make sure you're inviting and sharing and all of those different things online so that we can get as many people online for Easter as we can. And let's make an impact on people and on families. Hope you guys have a great week. We'll see you next week. Love you, church.